There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code wondery for 20% off your first purchase. A hearty welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Hey, if you head over to the Nerdist YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nerdist, uh, you can see All-Star Celebrity Bowling this week. We took on a team of podcasters, including Mark Marin, Greg Barron, the Sklar Brothers. Uh, we also had Cole Stratton and Todd Glass and Jimmy Pardo. Uh, it was The episode is absolutely hilarious, uh, thanks to those guys. So go over there, check it out, click subscribe, just friggin' cuz, and, uh, and I hope you like it. Next week, uh, Team Breaking Bad challenges team nerdist in our final episode of the first season of all-star celebrity bowling i have it on good authority we'll be back because i run the channel uh i would like to thank as a returning sponsor to the nerdist podcast go to my uh you can get the app for your iphone go to my pc then you can you can access your home computer from anywhere you can carry your phone Except underwater, because you probably couldn't carry your phone underwater, but pretty much any in any non-liquid space or plasma, but that only exists on the surface of the sun, uh, so I think you're probably okay just on any non-liquid matter on planet Earth. Uh, go to my PC. You can edit PowerPoints. You can update spreadsheets. You can work on any file right from your phone. Uh, you can also log on to your Mac or your PC with the Go to My PC app for your iPad as well. So that is my recommendation to you. If you need to access your computer, then go to my PC. There is a special 30-day free trial just for Nerdist listeners. Go to mypc.com. Click on the Try It Free button. Enter the promo code Nerdist. Then you can download the app on your iPad or iPhone. Uh, thank you so much to go to my PC for continuing to sponsor our Lil Nerdist podcast. I'm using Lil, of course, L-I apostrophe L. This episode of the Nerdist podcast just happened last weekend. Uh, we were at Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, Lil Matt Myra, Lil Jonah Ray, again L-I apostrophe L, and I and Lil me uh, went and did two shows at Stand Up Live, uh, which is a great, great, great comedy club in Phoenix. Uh, then on Saturday went to went to Phoenix Comic Con, which has an extraordinarily uh, awesome amount of cosplay there. Uh, I feel like next year we'll have to shoot a Just Cause episode there because the the level of cosplay was fantastic. So uh, our guest for this episode was Brent Spiner, who we've been wanting to get on for a really long time, and he was there uh, doing a Next Generation panel with a bunch of other Next Generation folks, and uh, we had a phenomenal time. We had a phenomenal time. I didn't really know Brent before. You never know how people are going to be when you haven't met him before, and you pretty much meet them when they come out on stage, but... He was great, so here we go. This is Nerdist Podcast, episode number 212, uh, with the hilarious Brent Spiner. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, is that mic taped down? Oh, oh that's you right. don't get the rest. Yeah, that's taped down. They want that's they not... want me to talk like this is a fucking hearing. <laughs> Believe me, I have no uh, knowledge of that night, uh, Mr. Sir. Ray. Were you ever involved with the Communist Party? Uh, <clears throat> Liar! Uh, <laughs> Un-American! You shall never work again. <laughs> not because of that. I'm just well, not a fan of your work. No, no, no. I guess it's, it's all subjective, really. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Government's right always. My client, Mr. Ray, is not a communist <laughs> he's a communist <laughs> oh well there's no one's ever just come out and said it before yeah. maybe you're not a communist my client is a communist still yeah. let him go let him go <laughs> USA <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, come on. Really, guys? <laughs> We're in Arizona. <laughs> Ooh. been American for almost a hundred years. In a room room full of nerds, no one gets the ironic USA and people cheer for it for reals. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were ironically cheering it. Maybe they're just a bunch of great actors. (laughs) It's possible. Um, Guys, we have uh, a phenomenal show uh, ahead for you and we're just going to get right into it. So would you please welcome to the stage Mr. Brent Spiner! Let's have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wait. Thank Is you so his much. stuck too? Do I have to get it? Mr. Spiner, okay. were you ever a member of the Communist Party? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let him go. I'm no good at this. I'm no yeah. good at finding commies. Um, You're more like Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Remember the Andrew McCarthy hearings? Andrew McCarthy. Uh, it is a wonderful honor to have you on the podcast, Brent Spiner. You know what? As a vegetarian, I'm so happy to be doing a show where it's all the ribs you can eat. Uh, (laughs) Now I feel a bit weird about those chicken wings I was horfing down back there. You know, I did lose complete respect for you. (laughs) It's okay, because I never had any for myself. Well, exactly. (laughs) Nor should you, by the way. You can't take away what was never there in the first place. Um, This is... uh, It's unbelievable. The the, the whole Star Trek... The the whole cast is going to be at uh, at Phoenix Comic Con, right? Well, not the whole cast, but uh, the important ones. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Con Meany didn't get the invite again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How many cons is this for you at this point? Do you even know... Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, number uh, 7,283. Holy shit. Uh, but it's fresh every time. <laughs> Not the air. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we're going to, so we, you know, we have a list of questions that you've never been asked before. What was it like to put those contacts in your eyes? <laughs> um, exactly. I'll tell you, I first, uh, I, I've been a huge fan of yours for a really long time. Uh, the character of Bob Wheeler on Night Court. For yes. me. Was uh, and and I was a hardcore Night Court fan, but every time Bob Wheeler came on, I got extra excited. Oh, thank you. I, I so did I actually. <laughs> was, uh, he was my favorite character on the show. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked Bull a little, yeah. but yeah. mainly uh, Bob Wheeler. Mainly Bob. I, I'm a huge fan of yours too, by the way. What? No, isn't that what you're supposed to say? Yeah. <laughs> I, Name one thing he's done besides this show tonight. <laughs> You know, I, I love this man's work. Uh, your it's, films... It's uh, Chris. Your... I'm, I'm not really in a lot of movies. I, oh, yeah, well, I... uh, Terminator 3? <laughs> yeah, I was in that. Um, was the... Because uh, Bob Wheeler was a character that looked like, well, he was going to be a guest on one episode, but crushed so hard on that episode that you became a recurring character. That's exactly what happened. It wasn't just me. There was uh, the woman who played my wife, and she's... Uh, well, forget her. Uh, I, I, no, no. Annie O'Donnell was her name. She was fantastic. And yeah, we came on for one episode, and uh, we did six, and we were invited. I think the, the, they were thinking we were coming back as regulars the next year uh, when I got Star Trek and yeah. decided to cut Annie loose. <laughs> That's what happened, yeah. Yeah, so it was between Night Court and Star Trek. Yeah, and uh, Night Court was in its like uh, eighth year by then, and I thought, mm, this is going nowhere. Right. So, well, and also it, it, because I had perceived you as a—I mean, I was, you know, I was younger than I am now, obviously. So I was Me like, too. oh, he's a comedy guy. But then here he is doing this, you know, like this very serious uh, role in Star Trek. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, in the beginning, Data oh, was yeah. very, very, very serious. Yes. I, I, I couldn't stand that for too long because <laughs> basically I did come from comedy and I uh, wanted to push it in that direction. And they allowed me to do that, fortunately. What was your comedy background? Uh, I made my folks laugh a lot at home. <laughs> and uh, I... Uh, 
But yeah, I, I've done a lot of Broadway and off-Broadway and stuff like that, and mainly comedy roles. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, it, it's, it feels like whenever, like, all the Star Trek episodes, I mean, all the Star Trek casts are generally, like, the people have a lot of theater backgrounds. Yeah, well, it's true. Oh, I, I did mention, too, that I did a pilot for a comedy series before I did Star Trek. We, we sort of talked about that briefly backstage, that... Uh, Jim Neighbors was the star of. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was basically, uh, you know, Faulty Towers? Yeah, of, co- of course. Well, it was basically Faulty Towers, but it was set in uh, Hawaii. And I was playing the John Cleese part, and uh, Jim Neighbors was playing the Manuel part. The, mm-hmm. uh, the- <laughs> and Manuel was the star of the show. Uh, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, uh, I, was, I thought, well, okay, I'll do this. They'll pay me, and I'll be out of here. And uh, while we were doing the show, I found out that the two guys who wrote it were Brandon Tartikoff's roommates in, in college. Oh, oh gotcha. Wow. He ran the network. He ran NBC at the time. And I thought, oh, my God, no. Am I going to have to do this show? And uh, <laughs> fortunately, you can find it somewhere uh, online probably or on YouTube. It's called Sprayberry in Paradise. It's really dreadful. Sprayberry? Or, or, oh, no, wait, wait. They changed it. They, they made it better. It's called Sylvan in Paradise. Oh, okay. Because his name was Sylvan <laughs> Sprayberry. But it was, Sprayberry sounds like something a, we all have two of. It, <laughs> That sounded like a kid's except, drink to me. Except, except oddly, uh, oddly, Jim Neighbors only had one. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, only one Sprayberry. <laughs> but we, it was an illustrious cast. It was uh, myself, obviously, and uh, Jim Neighbors and Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, the girl from the Bruce Springsteen video. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's who she was at that time. Whoa, you got really Cougar was. Town's yeah. Courtney Cox? Yeah. <laughs> no, this was pre-Cougar Town. Uh, Cougar no Town. pre-Cougar Town in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy's uncle was in the show. What? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't just Eddie Murphy in makeup? All that makeup? <laughs> was it a real fat yeah. uncle? Because that was Eddie yeah. in a yeah, fat suit. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I think they thought at the time anything associated with Eddie is going through the roof. That's and, right. Yeah. Uh, that was the kind of so star power. hired his uncle and never <laughs> acted before. Did, uh, w- did, how did you jump from... Where, where are you from? Oh, you're from Texas, right? From Texas. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Houston. Houston. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, not a lot of love for Texas here in Arizona. I don't know what... Uh, well, at least in Texas, the heat is wet. Yes. Ooh. I don't know what that... Uh... You guys going to take that shit? Come on, let's get him. <laughs> this motherfucker come up here and talk about your heat. You're going to sit there and take it? Come on. What are you, communists? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, you're free to go. <laughs> shit, still no good at this. <laughs> um, so how did, you, how did you get from Houston? Like, what was the, what was the journey from Houston to, to, to television? Uh, well, it was a long journey, actually. I, I just got up from the couch, turned it on. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I uh, actually, I, I, when I got out of college, I uh, took a train to New York City. I arrived uh, on New Year's Eve. 1898. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I went to Times Square. There were thousands of people. It was like an amazing experience. I thought, this is going to be incredible. I came down with the Hong Kong flu the next day. Oh, God. I was sick literally for a month. Was uh, that like SARS? Very much at the okay. time, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, I did theater. I stayed in New York. I, I braved it. I did theater for 11 years. I lived in the city and uh, drove a cab in New York City. And, uh, but you're white. <laughs> Different time, Jonah. Different time. <laughs> Tell me about this different time. <laughs> Actually, you're mistaken. I am black. Whoa! <laughs> and, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, LeVar Burton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I-, I have been saying for years that inside every Jew, there's a black man beating to get out. And, I- <laughs> and, and in Billy Crystal's case, it worked and came out. <laughs> and it was Sammy, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I drove a cab and I did theater and uh, I and I lived like a teenager for about eleven years. Yeah. And because uh, you don't make any money doing theater, and I thought, well, I need to actually be an adult now that I am in my sixties. And uh, <laughs> so I went to California with uh, a play. I went with Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, wow. And yeah. Which character? I played Seymour. Ah, wow. oh, nice. And uh, I was sensational, of course. And they... Uh... <laughs> the reviews are in. Sensational, says Brent Spiner. Exactly. <laughs> of the Brent Spiner Press. <laughs> exactly. 
But the last night of the show, uh, a casting agent came named Lynn, Lynn Stallmaster. He was oh, huge. Guy. Yeah. And uh, he, um, he cast me in two things in television. And uh, I thought, wow, this is easy. Yeah. So I, it, 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 of course, those were the last two jobs I had for about six years. But um, I moved out to L.A. And, and started doing TV. What year was this when you started doing television? That was in the mid-40s, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually, uh, well, when was Night Court on? It was uh, 80s. 80s. Yeah, 80s. 83 yeah, to 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. yeah. So what was, the, what, was the, what was the sort of TV landscape of that? Because that, that was really, the 80s, like, sitcoms were, it's, it's waned a bit now, but in the 80s, sitcoms were king. king. They were excellent. I mean, the Saturday night, I mean, Ed Asner's here at this convention, you know, right. it was like, I saw Ed Asner today, I was like, wow, I, Lou Grant, and <laughs> wow. still, uh, you know, isn't, by the way, the weirdest thing that ever happened in television when Lou Grant went from the Mary Tyler Moore show to, to being the a Lou drama? Was a song. What would have happened if Ted had walked into the Lou Grant show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, hello, hello. Oh, we're going to cover that rape story. Oh, no. I have cancer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I never understood that either. That was hard for me to comprehend why that happened. Really strange, you know? Do you, are you guys, do you guys you know, know this at all, what yeah. we're talking about? So the, so the Mary Tyler Moore show was a hugely successful uh, sitcom. And then, and then Ed Asner was her, because some, some of the people here were born in the 80s. Uh, that's not even a fucking joke, sadly. Um, and, uh, and so the, her, her editor... Well, I was, and I know this shit, because I care. <laughs> God. Anyway, Lou Grant was Mary's boss, and then he had a spinoff show, but his, but his spinoff show was a single-camera drama. And then they made All in the Family, followed by the drama Archie's Place. Yeah, exactly. Archie Bunker's because Place. Because it wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but All in the Family was, and yes. it was a great time in, in television and in sitcoms. Drama at that time was pathetic. It was Mannix. Right. You know, and... Uh, <laughs> Falcon Crest. You know. <laughs> I mean, Mike Connors, I think, won an Emmy for Mannix. Are you serious? I swear, because they couldn't figure out who to give one to. There was nothing... <laughs> Anybody want this? Uh, what about Canon? No, no, no. Give it to Mannix. That was yeah. yeah, that was the height of all the detective shows. Barnaby Jones and Canon and Mannix and Streets of Rockford San Francisco, Francisco. Ironside, yeah. Simon and Simon. Exactly. <laughs> the, that that one, they know. Man. That they know. Yeah. This, all those 70s cop shows, though, the fucking best theme songs of, of all of television. They were. Oh, and let's not forget Police Woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Angie Dickinson. Oh, Angie Dickinson. Yeah. Hot. Did you see the uh, Did you see the Johnny Carson documentary? On, I did on not. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to see it. Tell me what I missed. Uh, well, it was a, it was really it was an, a fucking awesome. But they but there was a recurring Angie Dickinson thread right. in the show because there was in his life in too. his life. Yeah. yeah, and she just openly would be like. We should be fucking pretty much yeah. on the show, and they were, and they were, but yeah. they never, um, they never made it as a couple. And, no. they, and they interviewed her today, and she was like, "We were just never single at the right time." That's so. how I feel about me and Matt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And like Angie Dickinson and Carson, you guys fuck still, but not. Yeah, it's not. Like it's not oh, yeah. But it's no, not. We're just like in different spaces in our life, yeah. and just. Oh. Angie Dickinson was actually a thread in many people's lives. Oh, was she really? Oh, JFK. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Burt Bacharach. Yeah, did uh, now uh, they didn't. Re they definitely touched upon the fact that Carson liked ladies. Yes, but I, I I heard that it was like dark womanizing. Do you know? Do you know anything? I, I, I think well, he was a dark character. You know, he was not all lightness. He was a very serious, complicated guy. I did the show once. How was it? But he wasn't there. Oh, who uh, was it? Who was the host? Joan Rivers. I I, I hate to I, I shudder Shandling. to tell you who the host was that night. Who was it? Jay Leno. Wait 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 wait. Hang on hang on hang on. Hang on. Are he you just booing? Likes to work. I just want to find out what you're booing. Are you booing the fact that he did the Tonight Show? Are you booing the fact that it was Leno who was hosting? Yeah! Okay. I'm sorry. I you still didn't. Here, the <laughs> when I did the show, and the, the other bad part about it was it was Oscar night, and it was on opposite the Oscars. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, not a lot of people saw it, but. So, uh, uh, so uh, Brent, you play a robot, is that right? Yeah. Hey, he's crazy on that makeup we got on. I killed that night. <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
<laughs> but you know who the other guests were? Were Clint Black and Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, wow. Yeah, whoa. This predated Seinfeld, the series. And uh, I, I, it was my first time ever doing anything like this. And backstage, he was backstage. He says, hey, you're going to enjoy this. And I said, how many times have you done this show? And he said, this is my 53rd. And I went, wow. Jerry? Yeah. So, uh, even at that time, 53 times? Oh, my God. Yeah. So was this was this Jay just filling in for Johnny or was okay yeah, this was, he just was Jay filling yeah, in? Yeah, he was filling in, and ultimately took over the show. Yeah, it is. It was kind of. I mean, I, I you know I kind of feel bad saying this, but seeing what the Carson show was like was. Oh man, when I was a kid, and this is like way before you were born, the uh, the Tonight Show from New York that was an hour and a half long was unbelievable. I mean, I, I stayed up every night to watch it. It was incredible. There's a new, they just released a new box set that's like 70 bucks on Amazon, and it's 56 full episodes of The Tonight Show, spanning the whole Carson. The whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, they say that somebody threw away a lot of the early ones that were Yeah, a lot of the early ones, they just have the audio. But I remember when a show that they did that Brando was on, and he was hilarious. Uh, and uh, he was on with Zsa Zsa Gabor, and he insulted her, and she walked off the show. But <laughs> seems to be kind of hard to insult Zsa Zsa Gabor. You would think so. It's still, it's difficult. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to go to the amputation joke? Because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was one of those, uh, I think... Was it, uh, was it Penn? I think Penn Gillette, someone who came on the podcast, had this idea that that people who were super magnetic were actually also sociopaths, and that's what made them magnetic. And you sort of get that a little bit from Carson. Like, he seemed uh, a little sociopathic. Well, I know I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God, that's what a sociopath would say right after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, the, the numbers that they were throwing around of the... Like, you know, 25 to 40 million people watch The Tonight Show. Like, those numbers are relatively unattainable now. Oh, totally. And, you, you know, you don't really like just... I, I stayed up every night for the monologue. If I could just see the monologue, I would go to bed. Because uh, they, they were great. Yeah. I mean, he was hilarious. When uh, What year was it that you did The Tonight Show? What year was it? Uh, well, we were doing the series. It was probably the second year of the series. So what was that, like 88 or something? Yeah, Matt, yeah. was that 88? I feel like it was 86. 87, 87. It was second year, it was 87. 87. Sorry. <laughs> Matt's, a, Matt's a next generation computer. Yeah. You, do you yeah. remember what month it was uh, uh, that you did the Tonight Show? Yeah. I'm guessing it was October. March. No, it was March because he said it was the Oscars. The Oscars. Oh my God, I fucked the up. clue was hidden right yeah, early. I fucked, totally up. So I fucked up, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Turn in your badge, please. Don't phaser me, sir. That's a thing they do, right? Don't phase me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, so. I, did, I did the polite version of the meme. Yeah. <laughs> what was the What was the Star Trek audition? Well, it was pretty crazy, Chris. Uh, no, Matt. <laughs> I'm sure Matt actually probably really knows. But what was you know the story, Matt? Did you? I mean, now 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 Star Trek is such a it's just such a part of our culture. But at the time, was really like you know it had been syndication for a long time, and of course you know hugely popular among uh, our demographic. But what did it mean to you when you heard, like, oh, they're going to, you know, do a new version of Star Trek? It meant uh, that I could pay off my bills, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously, I thought, first of all, this is not going to work. You can't do another Star Trek. Uh, and I thought, well, you know what? If I can do it for a few months, I can pay my bills, and then they'll shut the show down because it's not going to be any good. And uh, I'll be on my way. And... Uh, I went in and I auditioned for Junie Lowry, who was a casting agent on the show. She said, I think you should come in and read for the producers. So I did. Having read the script, I thought this Data character was sort of interesting. So I went to audition and um, they had originally said to me, I said, do you want this guy to be uh, like a machine or like kind of like a person? And they said, we want him to be more like a person. And I went, all right. So I... I worked on it that way, and I'm about to go in the room and audition, and she came out and she said, they've changed their minds. Uh, they want you to be more like a machine. <laughs> and I said, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I said, and go. I think I'm going to pass. And she said, well, don't pass. And I went, well, I, I can't go in and do that. I prepared it the other way. And she went back in and came out and said, okay, you can do it the way you were doing it. 
She said, well, do you want to have any interest in playing Riker? And I said, none whatsoever. And, uh, <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> so uh, they let me audition, and I did about five or six auditions, and then they, they gave me the part. I think that would have been really funny if she was like, can you do it like a machine? You're like, no problem. You're going... Hello, Captain Picard. <laughs> what is your bidding today? Exactly. It's <laughs> an evil robot, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm a machine. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, that that's what was... Uh, that's, what I, that's what I always loved about Data was that, you know, it's this super, like, the smartest thing on the ship, but he's a kid at the same time because well, he just doesn't understand. He's a child. He, he really is. He's sort of like Harpo Marx was in the Mar- Marx Brothers, you know? He's like... Yeah. He was like this, this, this idiot savant. Yeah. Um, but I still thought the show was going to be a complete disaster, uh, which I, I actually hoped it was going to be at that time because I, I didn't want to get stuck doing years of the same thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was a letter campaign that Matt started. <laughs> Who knew? I, I was walking around the Paramount lot, which is an amazing place to work. It's, it's the most, like a real old-time movie, th- movie studio. And uh, I was walking in, and, that, and I met Patrick Stewart for the first time. And uh, he came up, and I'd recognized him from I, Claudius, mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. He said, I think this is going to be really good. I, <laughs> <laughs> what an optimist. Wait, is that you doing the Hertz commercials? Yeah. <laughs> I like how the guy who's going to be the star of the thing is expecting it to be good. Yeah. Pontiac. <laughs> he said, no, I think this is going to be so interesting. And I, I, I thought, well, this has got to be good if he talks like that. <laughs> I just like to imagine that every night Patrick Stewart goes home from work and he's like, I got these fuckers fooled every day. Yeah. Hello, but it's not. It's me. Patrick, and- we have guests. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like some great capers? Great, great, great. Gray. <laughs> Your Patrick Stewart is amazing. That is a flawless Patrick Stewart. You know, Stewart. it is the second greatest impression anyone's ever done of anyone. <laughs> I, 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 you know what first is, and I'm not kidding, the first greatest impression anyone's ever done of anyone. Have you ever heard Dave Thomas's Bob Hope? No. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. It's, it's uncanny. Yes. It really is sensational. Mine is You're really talking about the guy not, who owns Wendy's, right? No. Exactly. Right. I, no, you mean uh, that's... Yeah, they're both dead. It's a really easy impression now. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, uh, they just look, they look the same. I don't get it. <laughs> they sound the same, too. Yeah, actually, did he did he do that on SCTV? He did. He did a lot on SCTV. And it is... it's it's You can't believe your eyes. Mine is really only second best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think yours is best. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever call like Gene or Rick Berman as Patrick Stewart and say, "I think Data could use some more lines." <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me. I'll say I didn't yeah. call you. You know who'd make an excellent captain? Yeah. <laughs> Brent. Exactly. Isn't Brent remarkable? I... <laughs> I mean, Data really could make the kinds of decisions that would save a crew of humans, if you think about it. Engage. Say it, Data. Uh, this really makes up for the time when I was nine and I missed you at the Boston Star Trek convention because it was sold out, so thanks. <laughs> Dreams do come true, Matt. <laughs> I, Patrick Stewart was on the podcast last year, and, and he talked about how the first season or two, he was just this crusty, like, we're here to work. And that true. basically you guys kind of took him aside, and you're like, you know, this can be fun, too. And he said it totally changed his, his life. Well, he was, in the first season, he was, you know, he had come from the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> and um, we had a director on one of the early episodes. We were wild. We were... We would not stop clowning until they said the word action, and then we would jump into character. And uh, we had a director who really couldn't handle it. And our, one of our producers, Rick Berman, came down to the set and he said, guys, the director has said he cannot come back tomorrow if you guys are going to continue to behave like this. And we all thought it was kind of funny. And, uh, and Patrick goes, 
I'm appalled. I'm appalled at your behavior. We never did anything like this at the Royal Shakespeare. And he was like, I, I cannot believe this. And I was stifling my laughs at that point. Uh, Jonathan was crying. Uh, and uh, so we thought, oh my gosh, you know, Patrick's really serious. Uh, oh dear. Well, it was in an episode. I don't know if you saw the episode. I where, sure did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you'll remember it was the one where uh, uh, Tasha Yar perished. Oh, that's good stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we lost her. And um, <laughs> we lost her. <laughs> fortunately, I'd already had her. Whoa! No! Hey! Oh, come on! What? What? I mean, for those of you unfamiliar with Star Trek The Next yeah. Generation, Data is fully functional and fuck the shit out of her. I think it exactly. probably said that in the stage direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly what it said, actually. And, uh, but anyway, she, she, she was uh, killed in that particular episode where the director threatened to walk off and Patrick had gotten so uh, upset with us. And there was a moment where he had to give a eulogy at the top of a hill. And he stood at the top of the hill. This was like two days later. And he stood at the top of the hill, and he was supposed to go into his eulogy, and he went, Thy hills are alive! And, and, and we knew we had him at yeah. that point. And, and from that point on, he was as bad as the rest of us. And, wow, you yeah. ruined a Shakespearean actor. Very much so. Many others. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in addition to Star Trek, you also you released a couple albums as well. Yes, yes, uh, you know. Well, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I did my first album, or CD as they call them in this country, uh, <laughs> was called uh, Old Yellow Eyes is Back. Uh, it was just a collection of standards. It was uh, about jaundice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, uh, it, it, it was fine. It did okay. But the second album I did was called uh, Dreamland, and it's a far better CD, actually. Available, by the way, on my website, therealbrentspiner.com. And I... Uh, Is that therealbrentspiner.com? Oh, uh, you know, I guess you can have brentspiner.com back. I, <laughs> sorry about that. That's something Matt would have done. Exactly. You mean... Yes. You can also have Michael Dorn back. <laughs> <laughs> the website, not the person, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Dreamland was yeah. Dreamland is uh, it's sort of a story. It's a we we think of it when we put it together. We thought of it as a uh, a movie of the mind sort of. But it was myself and this brilliant singer named Maud Magart, who is uh, Fiona Apple's sister. She's she's a genius, uh, one of the great singers of all time. And then Mark Hamill, you might remember him. He did. Uh, <laughs> You're that voiceover guy, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He does a really good Joker. Yeah. One, one of uh, one of the Jokers. Yes. You know I did the Joker, right? Yes, I do uh, know young, you did the Joker. Young Justice, right? You all love that, right? Yeah, yeah. The young Justice. I can say isn't anything. Vo isn't voiceover work the best? Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing like it. It's sensational. You show up in your own clothes. You don't shave. You, you that sounds like it. I do have that every day. Uh, <laughs> But you really get to do you get to do things in voiceover with acty stuff that you would never get to do in live action. Oh, no, it's true. But I tend to do things in live action I would never do in live action. That's you true. Know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the the CD Dreamland. It's really a cool, interesting CD, and uh, I, I think you'd like it. Most people who've gotten it have have not complained about it. And also, it's <laughs> a freaking endorsement. The reviews are in. I haven't heard complaints. Brent Spiner. You know what? Brent Spiner I, times. Let me say this, though. Brent Spiner Gazette. I don't answer the phone, so I can't be sure. But When was the last time the, the whole cast of Star Trek, or majority of the cast of Star Trek, got together? Well, we got together uh, once last year when Patrick was knighted and made Sir Patrick. Um, yep. And he... he uh, He's the only one of us who's been knighted so far. It's <laughs> a lot of responsibility. He's got to defend the kingdom from dragons and so forth. You know so what? That's all that means. They offered it to me. I said no. Uh, 
I said, you know, I think Patrick would really like it. <laughs> but anyway, he was knighted, and we all got together for dinner one night. We went out to a restaurant. He, he had a big thing, and he paid for everybody, which was unbelievable. And uh, it was thrilling. And then we haven't all, we, we, we've all see, we all see each other all the time. We're all very good friends still. Um, but we hadn't all been in the same room since the uh, knighting experience. And um, he wasn't knighted in the restaurant, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did uh, you just go to Medieval Times? TGI Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just went to Medieval Times. That's yeah, not exactly. a real knighthood. Yeah. yeah. He was knighted right. with we were, a... It was so weird. We were at Medieval Times, and the queen was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Head trip. He was knighted with a chicken tender. It was beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful ceremony. Exactly. Mm. Eat with your hands, everyone. <laughs> but uh, you know, we did a convention in Calgary about three weeks ago. Oh, right. Was, and we were all there for the first time. And it was kind of unbelievable. There, there was a huge convention. There were about 60,000 people there. Oh, my God. And uh, we did a panel, all of us together. It, it seemed to be a hockey rink or something, but... Canada. It was great, yeah. <laughs> Every open space in Calgary is a hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was weird is there was still a game going on. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Patrick was calling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he throws to the forward wing. The left block wing. it, block it. Oh. <laughs> oh, you fool. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> fight. Oh, it's a power play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another hat trick. Uh, what is a hat trick? Uh, but uh, it was great. It was really exciting and fun and, and kind of amazing because it, it, well, the reason we were all there was it was the 25th anniversary of the beginning of our show. Gross. Five years. Oh, that hurts. That's so weird. Isn't that amazing? I mean, um, you know, the original cast, it's, I think it's like 48 years or something like that yeah. since that show started. Ugh. In two years, it'll be 50 years that there's been some kind of Star Trek on the air. Wow. And wow. It is incredible. It'll be 50 years since George Takei talked to William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do. It must be interesting for you that um, there's, a, you know, obviously the handful of Star Trek series. But whenever someone does a Star Trek of some type, you're instantly in this kind of bizarre fraternity, and that, that everyone true. instantly understands. I would imagine. Well, you know what, Patrick and I, I, I my family and I went to uh, London at New Year's, and we were eating in a restaurant with Patrick called The Ivy, which is an amazing place. It's a theater restaurant that people have been coming to since, you know, Noel Coward and Olivier and all those people. And we saw uh, Benedict Cumberbatch across the room. Oh, that'll get a room going. <laughs> that, that Your face was amazing. <laughs> Such an amazing oh, actor. Oh, shit! What wow. happened? That is... That she is... just Cumberbatched. <laughs> That is undoubtedly the biggest reaction I've gotten so far. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, Dave Thomas's Bob Hope didn't wow, elicit the same response. <laughs> so we saw uh, Benedict Cumberbatch across the room. <laughs> he was sitting with Eddie Redmayne. I don't know if you know who Eddie is. Like, yeah. Anyway, Benedict saw Patrick and myself, and he came over to the table, and he said, I have to talk to you. And um, Patrick said, all right, call me. He said, <laughs> he said, no, no, I have to talk to you now. And uh, he said, what is it? And he says, I've just agreed to do the new Star Trek movie. No, really? <laughs> yeah. He said, well, is it going to damage my career? <laughs> and I said, what the fuck is wrong I with said, him? let me tell you something, Benedict. You'll never work again after this. And, uh, <laughs> Did he really say that? Uh, yeah, and a, a bubble and squeak came out of his mouth, and I don't know what that is, but <laughs> they serve it at the Ivy. It's <laughs> uh, like the bubble no, squeak. He, you know, he, amazingly, he apparently... Uh, uh, Javier Bardem was being courted to play the villain in the new Star Trek movie, and apparently he asked for too much money, and it, they were haggling, and they couldn't... And Benedict made a video on his iPhone and sent it to J.J. Abrams, and he was cast that day. Which oh, is, my... Really, you gotta hand oh. it to him. That video was episode two of Sherlock, season two. <laughs> it wasn't really. Why are you cheering? 
by the way, can we stop making Sherlock's? Like, there's a, like, like, wait, first of all, whoa, shut whoa. the fuck up. Listen to what he's saying. Stop making the movies and stop trying to make the American version. Like, just make the Benedict Cumberbatch version. I mean, like, it was just all of a sudden at once. I've never seen the an American franchise. version was very successful. It ran for eight seasons. No, you're it was talking about House. House. I know, but CBS is trying to make a new Sherlock is what I'm talking about. That's fine. There's two Sherlocks? Yeah, yeah it's actually it's going to be called Sherlock Holmes. Ice-T yeah. is going to star as yeah. the same character. So what you're trying to order. say? Wait, hang on a sec. What are you saying, sir? Yeah. You are the drunk. <laughs> the best heckle I've ever had in a comedy club. CBS is doing a new Sherlock. Uh, <laughs> this is a respectable heckle. Yeah, I just mean, it's so weird for a franchise to have like three different versions. Well, that's what happens when your copyright runs out. Yeah, I guess Anyone that's Anyone can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, that's what happens. Well, there's a lot of original ideas on television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a series, uh, I'm thinking about the, uh, the life of Benedict Cumberbatch. That you should. Yeah. See? You absolutely. <laughs> it's, just go, it's just going up to famous people and saying inappropriate things at dinner. Exactly. <laughs> the, things that that are that are charming but insulting. He walks up to Christian Bale. I've just agreed to do Batman. Will it yeah. ruin my career? Will it ruin yeah. my career? <laughs> Am I going to get all meaty and gravelly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if if Morgan Freeman's character knows who I am, do I have to do the voice? I don't understand why you did that, <laughs> Lucius. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I really I've been enjoying Fresh Hell. The, the, I know you're, I'm not. I, actually, I know you're wearing the shirt, but it, it's a fun it's a fun series. Hey, Brent, where do you think if I wanted to get one of those shirts, I could pick one up? That shirt is available. Oh, would real. you like to get one of these shirts? Yeah, I was thinking uh, maybe tomorrow. Well, or? I'm going to be over at the uh, convention tomorrow, mm. and I have a few of these T-shirts with me. But if you can't make it, you can always go to the website freshhellseries.com where you can not only buy the t-shirts, you can watch the show. Has anybody here seen it? I've seen it. Fresh Hell is basically a show where you play yourself. I play myself. Then something has happened that has ruined your career and your life, and it's you trying to get back. You play Brent Spiner. Right. I've done that very trendy thing of being a celebrity who's done something appalling that uh, we call the incident, and... Uh, uh, and it has ruined my life, and I'm trying desperately to get back to where I was. So you're playing belong. Michael Richards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it among, totally works. It totally works, you guys. Uh, among others, really. You know, I mean, uh, there's a there's a hint of uh, Mel Gibson in there. And, uh, <laughs> well, with Mel Gibson, it's the incidents. Well, that's true. That's true. But it, it's it, you know I but as I was watching I was kind of like it, it's a fun it's a really great age we live in be, you know in the eighties you had that idea for that show unless a television network says hey you can make fresh hell that show does not see the light of day that's right and now you just get to make a show with your friends uh, Brian Palermo I know, I know who's Brian, hilarious he's great great yeah. improviser as well yeah and uh, Jeff Lewis you know Jeff, Jeff Lewis right? of course that's hilarious yeah. but we have a lot of the uh, we were fortunate to get a lot of the actors from the guild to do the show and they're they're. <laughs> They're absolutely hilarious guys. Uh, I'm glad but, it's SAG. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But, but <laughs> inside, we call it uh, <laughs> we call it the show a sit trage because <laughs> it, 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 although it's a comedy and it's really funny, uh, there's a really serious uh, subtext to it. That's about the time we live in and what happens to people when they get dismissed from their lives they've always wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And, uh, and it's about the human spirit of not giving up and trying to come back when, you know, you've hit the very bottom. That's what I really liked about uh, Lisa Kudrow's The Comeback. That, I thought that was like a great, tragic, That was a good show. show. It was. It yeah. was. It's not wholly unlike that. It's sort of uh, the Jack Benny show meets uh, extras in That's a way. Yeah. Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never reveal your age. <laughs> right. Exactly. Jack Benny joke. People yeah. uh, forget it. <laughs> You ever heard they of Jack Benny? It's, well, I'm gonna try this. How about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What if Benedict Cumberbatch were on the Guild? Yeah. <laughs> these are just, these that are works. like normal people just shout out sports references, but we're just like we're mashing up all these nerd things. Together. David Tennant. <laughs> oh, there you go. You found it. You know, I think I should play Doctor Who. You should. I, 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 are, are there are there any producers you know what? from that show? Here? Actually, I, in all honesty, I think you would make a fucking great master. Yeah. Oh. Doctor Who. I think you would make a really great. Do you like? Do you like? Do you like? 
Do, 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 do you get to play both? You, is that? Uh, <laughs> Ooh, what a twist. that's a good storyline. <laughs> He's got the hand. He's already did the hand thing. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I mean, the doctor and the master are two sides of the same personality. If you really think about it. Maybe the master is just an extension of the doctor's consciousness. But at the same time, aren't, aren't the companions part of it, too? I think they're all part of one personality. It's I, Stephen Moffat. I think, I think the master and the doctor are the same person in different time streams. Oh, my God. What if James Bond is a time lord? I already said that. Wow. <laughs> I just cumberbatched out of my Benedict. Yeah, there was... I used your joke, and then I, yeah, no, added, please. I That's added, fine. added to yeah, it. Yeah. You, you finessed it. Yeah, we're here exactly. for. Yeah. I can make anything dickier. I can I can make a dick joke out of anything. I don't care. Um, did you do Did you have an improv? Did you do a lot of improv at all? No, I, I I never did improv. I I'm a total script guy, but I'm working with a lot of improv guys right now. Yeah. And so I'm forced to occasionally come up with something brilliant, but, uh, <laughs> because they do constantly. But yeah. I'm I'm fortunate that. I, do you know Harry Hannigan? Uh, no. Harry I mean, writes, I was on the show. He basically writes the show Fresh Hell, and he's he's really a genius and. Uh, the scripts are brilliant, and the guys who are improv guys who come in to do it, they just throw in a, a bon mot occasionally because the scripts are so good as they're written. And do you, you know, with this show, is this the thing where you go like, hey, I want to make this thing, I'll just put up the money for it, and we'll shoot it and see, you know. That's just... what's happening right now. I mean, I would love to have a sponsor, but that requires numbers. Right. And so that's why it's your responsibility to watch <laughs> this show. Uh, because I think if we can get enough numbers, and it's getting up there, uh, we well, you just got the, come on, got the you guys bump. just tell your other friends and they tell their friends, Coney 2012, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't want to do this show more than another 20 or 40, 30 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but I, I do love doing it. And I, and I really do enjoy doing it on the web because you get this uh, you know, immediate feedback. And uh, it comes from all over the world instantly. It's, it's really quite wonderful. And you guys also, because you never know when someone has been on a show for a long time and, uh, like, and they're connected to a show that people are aware of. I, I, like, I, I'm always careful, like, oh, I don't want to bring up too much Star Trek stuff because you probably hear that all the time. But you're very good-natured about it. And even you know, backstage we were talking about something where you called someone and you said, this is Brent Spiner. And they went, data. And you're like, I'm in. Like, you knew. Like, it's right. kind of nice. Like, it's kind of nice. I only use it when I have to. <laughs> I, I, I really, like, dinner reservations. Uh, <laughs> you know, theater tickets. Parking what, spots. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm really, really enjoying doing Fresh Hell right now. And I, I, I've been doing this convention here. I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, and uh, I, I ask people who come to the table... Uh, Hey, do you watch my show? Most people have not even heard of it. It really is. What does it take? I've been tweeting up the butt, and uh, <laughs> You're, that's actually, a problem. You should, yeah, you've been doing yeah. up the butt. You got to do it on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's not where the tweets. Oh, yeah, for God's sake! Now you tell me. You yeah. can't even get a Wi-Fi signal in there. <laughs> but I, the people come and I say, uh, "Do you watch my web series?" And they say, uh, uh, "Generally, no." I didn't even know you had one. And I say, well, will you watch it now? And they go, yes. And I say, you promise? And they go, yes, I promise. And then I give them a card like this with the uh, web address on it. <laughs> I promised Brent Spiner I would watch Fresh Hell. <laughs> You're making people accountable for their work. For their, what they, for their... So what happens if they take the card and they don't watch it? They burn in hell. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean... I wanted to, um, uh, Brent, we have a few more minutes with you. I, I wanted to, you know, like be able to take a couple questions from the audience. So let's, you know, let's, let's take just, you know, five quick questions from the audience for Brent. Um, this sure. gentleman here, his hand went up quick. This isn't going anywhere. Uh, CBS, so, uh, so CBS has a question I'm like, I'm like a dog. The so they, they obviously have to be in the front row. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. Do, do we, oh, do we have a roving microphone? That's a bottle of booze. Uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, all right, here. You Just can, put uh, it up to your lips, Chris. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good when it hits what is, your lips. What is your name? Will. Will, Will what is your question? Uh, well, actually, it was more for Matt than Brent, but Brent, I loved you. And it, I'll right. take this. I'll take this. We'll take this. it later. We'll take it later. No, you know, no, no. I really no, had I mean, to go anyway, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> he really Do we have does. A, yeah, yes, sir. What is your... Uh, <laughs> Let's let Matt do it. <laughs> I, I could easily do that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, hey. Well, just no, just let me. Put it in. What just happened? Just a Did little. Cumberbatch. Just let me put it in a little bit. 
Um, what, is, what is your name? James. Thanks. James, what is Whoa. your question? Would you rather deal with three hours of makeup or three hours in Arizona heat? That's a fair question. You know, I love the Arizona heat. <laughs> Let me just say this. The Arizona people... <laughs> this guy can work a fucking room. <laughs> they are the biggest supporters of fresh hell. I, I love the people in Arizona. Oh, yeah. my God. This is a yeah. great group of people. You're a wonderful audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brent, this podcast goes national. Oh, I say. Um, uh, <laughs> question for Brent Spiner, yes. Come forth. How did you get the part for Independence Day? How did I what? How'd you get how did you get the part for Independence Day? Independence Day, uh, that was a sweet little film, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Somebody's getting residuals. You, <laughs> you know what the problem with Independence Day is? It's never on TV. Right? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, every station, every network, every channel shows it about ten times a day. What is it, free? They just yeah. give it to them? But I love your line, though. Uh, Welcome to Earth, and then you punch that alien out. <laughs> no, that was... Um, huh? That, uh, huh? That was, uh, no, don't worry about it. No, no, no about Brent it. said earlier he's I'm, the black guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I t truthfully, I read the script. Uh, uh, my uh, manager at the time, of which I have none now, uh, <laughs> or an agent for that matter, I, I, uh, they, you know, he sent me the script. He says, I think this movie's going to be something. You really should look at it. And so I read it and I saw this part. And the part in the script was written as just a regular doctor. And uh, I, I don't, every now and then I'm inspired. Not very often, but uh, <laughs> like twice. And uh, I, I got this idea. This guy went to Berkeley in his, <laughs> and, and uh, took way too much acid. And, and so I went in and I auditioned. Actually, Dean Devlin, who produced the movie, uh, he was there by himself and he said, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I just wanted to meet you because I'm a fan of Next Generation and I don't expect anything here. So I felt really free to do this drugged performance and, um, and, and, I, and I did it and he filmed it and he said, all right, I'll let you know. And he showed it to Roland Emmerich, the director, that afternoon. And he said, as soon as it came on, and I went, oh, wow. He went, okay, you're the, you're yeah. the guy. And, uh, <laughs> so they, they gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? A couple more questions? Okay. Yes. Professor, what's your name? Sir, may I shake your hand? That's a very long name. <laughs> and you've been knighted. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Did what you want to shake my hand? Shake your hand. Yeah, I don't do that, but I will. <laughs> Give him the card. I will do the old William Shatner. There you go, man. Yeah. What is the William Shatner? I missed it. I'll shake your hand and rub your fucking beard and oh. touch your head. You have no idea how many diseases Chris has. I'll touch anyone. I don't care. Ah. Chris is patient zero through 100. Oh. <laughs> Could use that. He needs it. Okay, two more, two more. Uh, get CBS over here. Yeah, which oh, yeah. Th this gentleman, because you haven't talked yet. Um, this, Matt, this is Matt, Ed, Be Ed, Matt. Ed Begley okay. Jr., ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for driving here with vegetable oil. Thank you. Uh, okay, have you ever worked overseas? Uh, overseas what? Awful question. Uh, Next. Uh, <laughs> Have I ever worked overseas? Uh, well, when I was in the Marines, I uh, worked overseas. During Nam, was there was there a particular overseas oh, thing you were back. you were looking for? UK or something like I, that. What else is like the UK exactly? Well, Australia, I it's think. Sort of like it. They yeah. have weird Have you accents. ever acted on top of water? <laughs> I uh, have worked overseas. I, I don't know. It depends on what you call work. Uh, I, I have sweated overseas. I know that. Uh, I, I worked, um, uh, I did a movie called Out to Sea, actually, and we worked on a boat. Uh, so that was sort of overseas. That was in right? international waters. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that totally qualifies. Oh, you got the, hey, I think you've been seeing the silence. You have hash marks on your, he forgets. No, no, that's, you know just, that's just how many terrible questions he's asked this weekend. <laughs> I absolutely. Give him a marker for number eight. <laughs> you what know what? Your... I, I actually love that question because it, it 
it, one size fits all. You could ask anyone that question. <laughs> it's actually, he has a condition. It's all he can say. <laughs> what is your uh, name? I'm Sarah. What's your question? What was the name of the series that you were on with Peter Dinklage? And was it the other series? It was Star Trek The Next you? Generation. You, you said that there were two things that inspired you. Was that one of them? I said it inspired me? Or two times you were inspired in your life with oh, performances. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. The other one was, um, well, I don't remember. Thrasher. Uh, I, I, I was so inspired, it went right out of my head. It was the farting uh, villain from Master of Disguise. Exactly. Well, you know, really. I saw that. I saw that movie. You know, not everyone can do that. Dana Carvey. No, I was going to say, the other inspiration was, uh, dude, where's my car? Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I think is a very fine film. Uh, it's my favorite Ashton Kutcher picture. Uh, Everyone's got film. a favorite. Yeah, Everyone's got exactly. a favorite. Mine's yeah. the one where he does brown face. <laughs> but, hey, Sarah. He did it. Sarah, actually, the name of that show was Threshold with Peter Dinklage. Uh, it was Peter Dinklage and Carla Gugino. Uh, it was, that was a really interesting show. And Peter, obviously, is not doing anything now. Uh, <laughs> uh, how great is he on, on Game of Thrones? You were saying he was really funny, too. Yeah, Peter, Peter was a funny guy, and he was like very, very aware of who he is. He told me one day, he says, you know, I'm sort of the Halle Berry of dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> And he really is, yeah. you know. He's, he's, uh, he's the vessel. Yeah, he's yeah. black, actually. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is also Peter yeah. Dinklage. And also. I'd fuck him, right? Yeah. No, I guess not. <laughs> like Billy. Yeah. I think uh, one one more question for Brent, and then we'll. Okay, I saw that lady's hand go up first. Come on down. What I love about Comic Con audiences is it's really easy to see the pale hands in the dark. <laughs> The Pale Hands in the Dark is, a, is my favorite novel. That is such a great... It's my sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. There you go. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. it. Okay. I had never heard of Fifty Shades of Grey. I was just in Memphis visiting my dad. My stepmother cannot stop talking about it. Ooh. And my stepsister... Like, She's whenever... not reading that for pleasure. She's just cumberbatching all over the place. Oh. <laughs> that is pleasure. And my stepsister is a mother of three and she starts even if you bring up the book to her her face turns red and she gets embarrassed yeah. it's like someone as someone uh, said oh I guess the lead the lead character whose, whose last name happens to be Gray <laughs> what a oh it's great novel writing um, uh, he drive I drive an Audi and she was like what what model and I was like uh, it's you know it's, it's I told her what it was she was like oh it's not the R8 that's what Gray drives I'm like Ugh. All right, America. What's your uh, What's your question? Did you or blah? <laughs> did you blah? You know, I did <laughs> early in my career, but <laughs> how did you like working on the guild? Uh, how did I like being working on, the, on guild? the guild? Yeah. You know, there were tears in your eyes when you asked me that. I. You're very moved to meet me, aren't you? I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I loved working on the Guild. I had, what, three words I said? You know, it was like, it was like Big Bang Theory. I had three lines, you know? And by the way, that's another thing I would ask you to do. There's a guy, his name is Bill Prady. He's the producer. Of, oh, Bill, yeah. You know Bill Prady, yeah. yeah. Please uh, tweet him and tell him that I need to be back on the show again. It really irritates me. You should him. give people... You should give people a card that says, I've committed to get Bill Prady to put you back on. Uh, the big exactly. Um, well, listen, uh, you, Brent was so kind to come do the podcast. He literally came from the airport. All of his luggage is back in the green room. Um, Not anymore. So <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody guard the fucking green room. I mean, none of his luggage is back there. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Um, but uh, but you were super super cool to come from the airport and come do the podcast. Delighted and to be here. I've I've heard nothing about it ever. And uh, <laughs> I mean nothing. Dad, is that you? About it ever. I... <laughs> <laughs> do you have a do? You, Will Wheaton's on the ten o'clock show. Do you have a message for Will? Uh, Milt. I call him <laughs> Milt Wheaton. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, yeah, but I want to ask, really, what the hell happened to the other L? I don't know. I mean, he's... Will. 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 You just kind of stop. Will. Will. Yeah. Uh, no, give him my love. Uh, we're, we're like this. Mishpucha. Yep. 
yep. as they say in uh, some religion. And um, <laughs> no, he's a great guy. We're very close. I love Will. Well, he uh, speaks very highly of you. And uh, when I initially had said, "Oh, do you think Brent would do the podcast?" He was like, "Brent's great. He's really funny. You should totally have him on sometime." I love uh, your Will. God, yeah, that's man. how that's how he talks. That may be the third greatest impression. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Brent Spiner! Thank you, Thank you so much for coming out tonight, you guys. We, um... We're not... We, because there's a 10 o'clock show, we can't really do a signing in between the show, but we can, like, high-five you guys as you leave. Um, just really quickly, because they have to turn the room around. Uh, we have Nerdist t-shirts. Jonah also has a, a limited number of his show, hello, of his album, Hello, My, Mr. Magic Plane Person, Hello, uh, available as well. Um, no pressure. You don't have to buy anything. We're just happy enough that you guys came. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, and I will, if you guys are going to Phoenix Comic Con tomorrow, I will be there walking around just checking shit out. So thank you so much for coming, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by GoToMyPC. Access your home computer files from anywhere you can carry your iPhone or iPad. Visit GoToMyPC.com, click the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code NERDIST. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fu, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Yeah. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.